You're listening to The Incomparable's Total Party Kill podcast, in which a bunch of friends play Dungeons & Dragons on the internet for your amusement. In this episode, we start a new cycle with new adventurers and new dungeon masters. This is episode 24 for June 2014. Garage Band of Heroes. Welcome back to Total Party Kill, and it's season two. And I, without any further ado, I would like to introduce our dungeon masters. <gasps> what? It's, it's Dan Morin and Tony Sindelar. Thank you, Jason, for that kind introduction. I'm Dan, one half of your dungeon mastering duo, and I'm joined by Tony. The other half. The better half, so I might say. Twice the dungeons, twice the mastery. Well. In case one of them dies unexpectedly. Twice the dungeons, Twice the anyway. dungeons, yeah. <laughs> Let's be are honest. you adding a dungeon master for every season? I, yes, we are like a man for every season, except instead we are a dungeon master. We like for every to season. create trends that are untenable at, at best. We've assembled quite the crew of adventurers for this new, uh, exciting season of Total Party Kill, and so I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves. I will go down the list. Jason Snell, who are you playing? Hi, Dan. I am playing. Peter Dragonforge, the lawful good male human paladin, a strapping fellow who believes in goodness, rightness, and gosh golly everything, including saving puppies and helping old ladies across the street. What a dark. (laughs) Dragonforge? Uh, it's a family name. It's Indeed. A family name. The New Hampshire family name, it, refers to ba- <laughs> it refers to our love of Bahamut, the platinum dragon, who is the god I worship. That's an interesting New Hampshire pronunciation of Bahamut, but I'll go with it. Uh, <laughs> in, the mount- in the hill people from which I am descended, Bahamut <laughs> is the pronunciation of choice. This argument is you, Bahamut. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will darken it to Bahamut, which sounds a little too... Pedestrian for me. So, would you say that you're one of the Bahamut men, per- perchance? He's more of a Bahamut mama. When we when I take you to the Kokomo, you will learn. I don't want to know what that's code for. New to Total Party Kill this season, Erica Ensign. Welcome. Why? Thank you very much. And who are this you is playing? Very exciting. I am playing Flessa. Flessa does not have a last name. Flessa doesn't have a whole lot of much, including wits. Uh, she's a very uh, tiny, agile little acrobat um, with more speed and agility than brains. But there's lots of enthusiasm. She likes shiny things a lot. <laughs> That's important in, mm-hmm. in your tricky rogue folks. Uh, also new to Total Park of the Silt, Monty Ashley. That's me. Hello. Welcome. Who are you playing, Monty? I am playing Melech, a tiefling wizard. I am an ex- Bless you. And speaker of Yiddish. I am an explorer into the unknown magical realms. Arcane knowledge and you know stuff like that. You're basically you are our local resident wizard. Yes. Not to be typecast, I'm sure you're good at many things. Um, in theory, we could try, but we should try the magic first. Good choice. Returning total party kill party member steve lutz but with a new hey face there. and a new name no same face and name oh you mean my character yeah those are different <laughs> i really was hoping you changed also your face and your name but no which is Sadly, that's not as easy as it as it looks wouldn't that just be a different person? you think with enough steel wool but uh, no i am uh, i am playing olestrin olestrin quiver bottom of the elves oh. <laughs> it's uh, it's what you see when you run out of arrows uh, I am an elven ranger. I wander the wastes and uh, try to keep things under control from overtaking the civilized folk. Important duty. I'm really not that hot on uh, on nature. It's uh, it's not not my favorite thing. It's a good thing for a ranger too. That's really valuable. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you don't have to like it to be good at it. Uh, another new Total Party Kill member this season and a fairly new contributor to The Incomparable, though she's been on an episode before. I think it was an appropriately themed episode. Sarah Barber. Hello. Welcome. That's me. 
Thank you, thank you. I'm happy to add some dungeoning to my uh, my previous talk of dragons. Uh, I'm playing Rizwin, who is a dwarvish cleric who's also an amateur historian. She's not, you know, that great at it, but uh, she's she's looking for clues to her past. And where better to look than under a gigantic mountain? It's true. An excellent choice. And finally, but not least, another returning Total Party Kill member, Serenity Caldwell. Hello. Uh, I am playing a new character, unsurprisingly. Uh, I'm playing Cat, who is a half-elf druid. Um, like Anna has a shortened name because long names are complicated. Cat um, is very in tune with nature and is grumpy at Olestrun for many reasons. Part of it being his dislike of nature. Um, and she is looking, uh, also looking for things in the in the vastness of the Undermountain. She's trying to help her family back home where there is a mysterious plague going on and she's hoping to find some answers. And maybe some adventure, too. It is her first time out of the nest. Excellent. Well, quite a cast of characters that we've assembled here. I will turn things over to Tony to introduce our setting. So, um, our setting is going to uh, start in the city of Waterdeep, uh, which is a giant, sprawling metropolis as far as Dungeons & Dragons uh, locales go. Um, It's quite big. And it is built atop the famous dungeon known as Undermountain. And I believe one of our adventurers has recently received a correspondence regarding that. Jason, have you read your email recently? <laughs> uh, I have, indeed. I, I, I wasn't aware that oh, I was the way only Way to break the fourth wall, Tony. <laughs> to receive, yes, I have received, right here, I have received this Ooh. scroll. Here, allow me. <laughs> we will share to, it with uh, the group, but perhaps we'll sh- Peter could uh, read it out loud for our listening audience. Oh, a paladin who knows how to read. Nice. It it reads, <laughs> Dear Mr. Dragonforge and Associates, I would speak with you on an urgent matter a week hence at the Yawning Portal. That's a very strange font. It might be Nortal, but I think it's probably Portal. That's a pretty good font check in the for city, a paladin. <laughs> in the city of Waterdeep, again, it might be Motterdeep, but probably Waterdeep, you will be rewarded handsomely for your time. And then there's a wax seal. Rather distinct I assume one. that's wax. Yeah. And it's got sort of a paw and a moon and a star. Indeed. Uh, I assume you may have shared this missive with your companions. So this came from Sanrio, is what you're saying. <laughs> Thank you. So for my that. friends, uh, I, I of course I thought would be interested because they're mentioned as associates. Ooh, fancy. Are yeah. we are we the associates then? Is that is that our party name? I suppose we are. Yeah, the Grand done. Associates. And <laughs> done. Yep. Dra- no, it's Dragon, Dragon Fortune Associates. The <laughs> associates. Yep. All right. Um, would you uh, feel free to uh, investigate this if you need to in any other fashion? Do you want to know anything else about this scroll? Any questions? Nah, just any... throw it out and get on with life. <laughs> recycle. Recycle. Please recycle all your scrolls. I mean, somebody spent the... Scrolls are very, recycle they're very scarce. What are you thinking? Don't hurt the environment. Heard it. But it is a mysterious a mysterious seal. Have I run into this seal in my, my previous journeys? That is an excellent question. That, I suggest you might make some sort of skill check. Some kind of How do rolling I skill of a die. Check? I'm Would sorry, it be I'm just not getting the scene it, here. Are we in a pub? Where are we examining this seal? You are, uh, you're, you're, you've crossed paths with your friend, uh, Mr. Dragonforce. We're all sitting on, on pillows. At Peter's house. Oh. And Peter, where is your house? My well, it's my dad's house. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. So <laughs> are we in your rumpus room? So basically, we're having yeah, a, a game, slumber party. It's a game room. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, as there's pillows, as is a normal guys, way guys, for I got a letter. Dragon Forge and the I associates drank? to conduct business. <laughs> yeah, I got a letter. You check it. Check this out. What 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 would you? We do. I don't know. What do I? What do I? Pillow's what do I roll for? Uh, so Rizwin, if you look at your list of skills, yes, um, which is on your character sheet, you yes. might pick out one that seems like it could be useful. Maybe history. History sounds like a great job. Why All don't right. you give me a roll and add whatever modifier you have for history? Okay, a D twenty, yes. D twenty, yeah. All right, I got a fifteen. A fifteen is pretty good. Yes. So you do recognize this seal, and you would know it belongs to House Ermbrusk. Now, excuse you. (laughs) Yes, thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. Furthermore, what you would know about House Ermbrusk is that it is a very powerful house in the city of Waterdeep. 
Uh, and you'd also know that you've heard that it's mainly involved in deals involving money lending and real estate. My favorite things. Mm. Hey guys, I think somebody's trying to sell us like a summer house in one under another, another timeshare. Another well, one. Well, yes, we can't live let's... in Europe, Dad's house, the rest of our lives. Yeah, that's true. I guess we do need a base of operations. <laughs> we do, and I think it should not be in Peter's basement. And you would know Peter's Sending dad's, the wrong message. my dad's basement. I, sorry, I was sorry, Peter's dad's, dad's basement. basement. <laughs> that all of you would know, being adventurers, even though you're kind of novice internship grade adventurers. Uh, all of you would be familiar with the city of Waterdeep and the famous dungeon or infamous dungeon beneath Waterdeep known as Undermountain, which is, you know, a basement to end all basements. <laughs> yeah, if you want a basement base, that is the place to go. Are there yeah. pillows there too? Presumably. I'm good, mainly made out go. of rock. You should mainly probably watch pillows. out that they don't actually eat you, though, because pillows in Undermountain might actually Yeah, they're dire you. pillows. I forgot to mention that. So. Never sit on a pillow. So... It might be a mimic. No sitting. <laughs> No sitting, no sitting. All right. So Dragonforge and Associates, I presume, might set out for Waterdeep after stopping to provision themselves appropriately. We didn't say that. And... Okay. And a- I know. I totally said that. <laughs> yeah, I'm bored. Let's go. Let's yeah, let's do it. Go. I, I, and I am not sure where is the, uh, the Dragonforge, you know, family residence. How far is it from Waterdeep, would you say, Mr. Dragonforge? I thought it was in like Waterdeep. a couple miles. Okay, it's 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 on the outskirts. You could put it right in next the to the yawning portal and save us some time. It's a, we're in a, we're in a comfortable suburb <laughs> of water. Okay, so you guys spend a few days dilly dallying and arrive a week later at the yawning portal. It's two perhaps miles. You have to, perhaps you have to stop and ask for directions. Uh, perhaps seven or eight times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> perhaps you let uh, Alestrin. Uh, be the guide, and that took, you know, that added three or four days. I'll also have to note that our party is, on the whole, fairly young, so some of you might get carted at the yawning portal, <laughs> <Yeah>. just <laughs> FYI. Hey, uh, and so, <laughs> you find in. yourself... I don't know if there's a bouncer at the yawning portal. I think it's, you know... They... Well, let us set our scene, then, at the yawning portal. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so wow. we, we have where our party has nice bellied bar. up to the bar. We have shared a tactical map of the Yawning Portal with our adventurers. Uh, now, the Yawning Portal is a tavern, but it is different than your normal Dungeons and Dragons tavern. Uh, Dan, what is the major feature in the yeah. Yawning Portal that sets it aside? Is it the I would say that's pit? probably the. Would it be the it is probably the Yawning Portal. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> so no wonder well, nobody else is here. <laughs> yeah, they kind of cleared out. So one of the things um, that you might know about Under Mountain is that being underneath a mountain, there are only specific ways that you can sort of get in and out of this dungeon. Uh, the most prominent of those is, in fact, the Yawning Portal, which is an inn that is built basically in Waterdeep atop Under Mountain, or at least part of it. And what it's known for is this giant pit through which adventurers often descend so that they can start their explorations of Under Mountain. It is that is generally super convenient, dude. I mean, it's not super convenient because there's not exactly stairs. It's about 140 feet down. Yeah, but you got you go straight from the pub to the the pit. And in yeah. fact, as you arrive in the pub, there is an adventurer party being lowered by several winches into the pit. Uh, people around are paying close attention and kind of cheering them on as they, you know, they they just they're holding onto their ropes as they are lowered into the pit. Presumably, everything will be fine with them. Here's a. Uh... I would display a picture for you guys of what this inn kind of looks like and the adventurers lowering themselves down there. If you have one of these tables that are right next to the portal, you can just throw your peanuts straight down and not have to worry about bussing your table. (laughs) Well, also, you might be worried because sometimes if you get drunk and that wall is not very high around the portal, so you want to be careful that you don't stumble the wrong way when you're done drinking. The yawning portal is a very exciting place, but it is not up to any codes. So you'll notice there's actually, um, there's a, you notice that there is a, a human who looks pretty tough who's standing next to the portal and he's working a winch that's attached, attached to a really thick rope um, that's attached and turned to a pulley. I tickle and him. And he's sort of lowering people down. It's a living. Um, and as he's sort of lowering people down, you see that he, he seems to get them to the bottom and you hear very quietly from the bottom of the, the, the pit a sort of echoing voice that says, all clear down here. Clear of what? Though the uh, the portal is is the portal is quite quite uh, wide. It's also quite deep, and you suspect that mainly the uh, the any entertainment provided by adventures that happen at the bottom of it are probably more of an auditory than a visual nature. 
So uh, the uh, tavern bystanders seem kind of relieved that, that they've gotten an all-clear sound from the party down there. And they, uh, they're shouting and sloshing their ales, and a few of them seem to be trading coins back and forth. Um, and then there's a pause. <laughs> and after a moment, the sounds of uh, joviality seem to be replaced by faint sounds of screaming, echoing metal, uh, and lots of other less than good noises slaughter if you will slaughter like like a pound of hamburger being thrown into a ceiling fan (laughs) boy i'd hate to be those guys it's an oddly specific sound (gasps) emanating from the downside of the the uh emanating from the pit uh so the the human who was working the winch seems to frantically uh come to and start winding it back up and he he shouts at you guys are you adventurers do you seek entrance into undermountain uh not right now are we supposed we're, we're waiting for somebody. somebody. We're just These here. people are dying down there. Huh. That's nice. I don't think I can get this back up fast Did they not read the warning sign on the portal? Had half an ale. We must. <sighs> the right thing to do, these are people in need. The right thing to do is to save them. But aren't we supposed to wait for this other person? And Wait, hold on. I don't know. We how don't even know what's we... down there. Well, if you want to help with the winch, go ahead. But I personally am not going to. <laughs> I'm not very good with a winch. Yeah, I have devoted my life to the more arcane arts, so I don't think adding my meager muscles to this winch would help that much. Uh, young, strapping paladin, point, though. What is he What's asking? Is he Associates. asking for help with the winch, or is he suggesting we should go down and help out? Uh, I think he seems to he seems to be handling the winch okay, but suggests that maybe he needs uh these this party down there needs some help but what are, as, what are as to do sort jump of... into a 140 foot hole there's one way well so he's <laughs> we could shimmy um yeah, is there a is there a second winchy area unfortunately it seems like this might be the only one and as he's he's reeling the winch back in the sign the sounds of yelling sort of start to die off and he looks kind of forlorn and he says no i'm sorry i couldn't have got you down there fast enough it's just it's this this seems to be happening more often than it used to. What happened exactly? Terrible sounds of screaming? Well, we, we lower people down into the, the pit, but it seems like they don't come up again often. Okay. <laughs> Why do they go down in the first place? Other than to seek... <laughs> That's a if, if question. <laughs> well, maybe they're I, looking I, for a basement like we are. I'm the barkeep, believe me, when I tell you I have no need to go down myself, but it seems like other people are intent upon seeking adventure. Ooh, adventure. Have you considered getting a cover for the pit? <laughs> well, people are going to find one way down, you know, whether I have this pit open or not, and at least we can provide some sort of usually safe means for getting them down there, but... Uh, there's no real stopping people who are bent on adventure, I'm afraid. Was the inn That's built true. before the portal opened up, or did you see the portal in the ground and say, this is the perfect place for a bar? I'm actually Dernan the Sixth, and this pub was founded by my great, 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 great grandfather. I think that's um, one too many greats. He sounds pretty great. <laughs> I don't know how to count. Yeah. It's not that great. I never learned. I employ someone to do all my counting for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, so he decided this would be a great business opportunity to have a pub that provides a... a or less safe way, and and we charge a very reasonable fee to lower people down into the undermountain. It's just ten gold pieces a person, <laughs> and an exorbitant fee to drag them back up. Yeah, well, most of them don't seem to come back up that often. Uh, so he sort of shrugs and, and pulls the winch back up, and you can tell it's sort of attached to basically a little basket. Um, but the people, strangely enough, at the pub, you know, after that brief moment of screams and echoing metal seem to have kind of gone back to their drinking. They don't seem too... too pl- they're kind of nonplussed, but mm-hmm. not really that bothered by the whole thing. Sure. A few people are exchanging coins based on the implied fate of the adventurers who just journeyed below. And, you know, some people look quite content with the, uh, the brief slaughter that they, they were over to, you know, hear. Hmm. So that's the yawning yeah. portal. So, <laughs> so we're waiting for somebody, right? Do we know precisely yes. who we're waiting for? I hope it wasn't one of those guys down in the pit. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Do we have a description? Is it true that the, the, the when the yawning portal yawns, everybody else around it tends to yawn? <laughs> I've heard that joke before. It wasn't funny the first uh, time. 
I uh, well, I I have a letter here with a it's a wax seal with a a a, a paw and a crescent moon and a star. Oh, you know anything it's, about that? Yeah, that's Ermbrus. Yeah, that's the seal of House Ermbrus. They're they're a very important house in this city. I'm sure you heard of them if you spent any time at all in Waterdeep. But that's strange. They probably wouldn't often come down here. This is a little bit common for their tastes. I do know, however, that one of the members of that party is a guy. What was his name? Uh, Rutherford. Yeah, he 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 was here. Well, when was it? It was probably uh, a couple months ago. He went down. He, the Urmbrusks. Some of them are a little bit uh, a little bit on the adventuresome side. You know, they're nobles, but they fancy themselves uh, treasure seekers, too. Um, and I do know that Rutherford Umbrusk and uh, I think he had a group of people with him, I don't really remember, uh, went down to explore Undermountain several months ago. But I don't think anybody's heard of them since then. What's the date on this hmm. fancy letter thing? Well, I only received it last week, so it, it, it mu- it's probably, probably mail service isn't that bad here in Waterdeep. Hey, but you never know. Who know, perhaps our potential employer could be already down in that pit. Yeah, it did take us a long time to get here. <laughs> we did get I very lost. I feel like maybe, uh, maybe somebody else from the Umbrusk family is going to want us to go find Rutherford. Oh. Uh, so perhaps we should hang out since they didn't give us a, uh, a time, only a week hence. And it is a week hence to the day of receiving this e- this email this mail <laughs> this mail scroll Jason e scroll it's mail sent by a guy whose name starts with e <laughs> and uh maybe we should wait and see if uh, somebody shows up because maybe that's what it's connected to uh innkeeper at that moment oh. <laughs> so we wait until something happens Dan. Oh, right. and, <laughs> and so you do you are not waiting more than a second uh when a uh, a young man uh, dressed in kind of uh, simple clothing uh, comes over and says, uh, he, he asks uh, of uh, Pieter, are you Pieter Dragonforge? That's me. What, uh, how can I help you, friend? Uh, I believe you are, you are waiting for, uh, well, not me, but the person I represent. Um, if I could show you into one of the private rooms, um, th- my, my employer has something to discuss with you and your associates. All right, associates. <laughs> uh, perhaps we should go with Peter's this fellow. lap dance. Okay. <laughs> Only if yeah. I could take my beer. Let's go. Come with me. I don't want anything untoward to happen. Okay. Uh, the young man uh, leads the six of you into one of the back rooms. Uh, as you can see, uh, the yawning portal does have a, you know a variety of uh, of nice kind of uh, meeting slash you know dining rooms in the back, uh, and you are led into the nicest one that is available. It's probably nicer than any room you've ever seen in a tavern, uh, but it's still of tavern quality. Uh, and it, waiting for you in that room is a a woman uh, who is dressed in the colors that um, some people might rep, rep, uh, recognize as the colors of House Armbrusk. Emotions for you to take a seat at the table. All right. I'm sitting I'm sitting down. Is there uh-huh. room for the rest of us to Hi. sit? Or? Yeah. Yeah. All right. we'll there, in sit. fact, there are exactly six seats. Uh, the servant, uh, he never caught his name, but he disappears, uh, closes the door behind you, leaving you uh, with the woman. And she introduces herself. Her name? Hello, I'm Lady Lestra Urmbrusk. Uh, I see that you received my scroll. Boy, did we ever. We did. I see that you've received some sort of hormone therapy. Uh, I'm sorry about all this cloak and dagger stuff. I wouldn't normally come down to a tavern like this, but uh, I have some standing in the city, and I don't want everybody to know exactly what's going on with my uh, my family. It's, it's a very personal matter. Um, you see... Uh, my nephew, who's a young boy by the name of Rutherford, uh, went down into Undermountain about about a month ago, and uh, we haven't heard anything from him or his five companions since then. Uh, hmm. And as worrying as that is, even more worrying is that the same thing happened to his father, my brother, three years ago. Uh, hmm. Which is, I agree, very suspicious. And before Rutherford left, he, he told me that his father's voice spoke to him and... and requested that he bring a rescue party into the dungeon and i told him this was nonsense craziness um but he's young and and full of (laughs) vim and vigor and decided that he would go down and try to find his father did Uh, anybody ever go down and try to find his dad three years ago and if so what happened to them 
a lot of people don't venture into Undermountain and it's, you know, the adventurers who do are more interested in lining their own pockets than saving some foolish noble who ventured down there. Uh, I I have not had a chance to talk to anybody who has come in contact with him, and I don't know what's been heard of of his father. But this many years gone by, I have to assume that my brother is dead. But I, I do not wish, obviously, the same fate to befall my nephew. Uh, and so I was hoping that as you are adventurers, uh, maybe not well-known ones, but I've I've heard a word or two on the of your. Basement activities. <laughs> oh dear! I told you those flyers were going to pay off. We're sort of a garage band, a garage so, band of heroes. Thinking yes. perhaps that you might wish to enter this cursed place on your own business, I thought perhaps I could offer you an incentive to look for my nephew as you travel, and of course to keep this information strictly between us, and of course. If you f- happen to find my nephew or uh, less well provide proof that he is in fact dead, I ha- will happily give you a reward that is many times uh, greater than that. So uh, I could give you 20 pieces of gold each to keep an eye out for him as you travel. And as I said, if you should come across proof or, or the man himself, I would be happy to pay you many times that. I'm down. It sounds good to How me. many times that? Well, I don't wish oh, to talk on. specifics. It's so common, but I, I, I think 500 gold pieces for each of you would be sufficient. No? Oh, that's Is fine. that a lot? Oh, plenty. That's a lot, yes. It's not bad. Oh, okay. for, for you guys, that's a lot. That's way, yeah. that's, that, that gets you out of the basement. <laughs> I can't count that high. It just seems more polite to talk about this now rather than in some hypothetical situation where we have Rutherford and are now bargaining over him. I, I appreciate someone who is upfront about their dealings. That is very important to me. As as we've mentioned, uh, my my family does a lot of business in this town, and uh, I am like dealing with upfront characters such as yourself. Lady Lester is polite, but she's clearly underwhelmed by your negotiating strategy. Of is that a lot? <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's perfectly sufficient for me. So, uh, if Rizwan says it's okay, I think it's fine. Yes, Cat would be fine with that. Um, do you know if Rutherford had any specific plans when he went into Undermountain? Did he have a direction that his rescue party knew it had to go to? Had he received a vision of any sort? I'm afraid that he didn't see anything very specific. He just said it was his father's voice. And Undermountain, as you know, is a huge, sprawling place. So I can't imagine where he could possibly, you know, think that he could find his father after three years. There are levels upon levels of this place, and many of them have not been explored. What exactly did he did he hear? What did his, his father say? He did not relate to me the specific words, only the general feeling, you know, sense that he was to bring a rescue party into the dungeon to find him. Mm. When you receive prophetic visions, you should always share all the information with everyone you know. That's the only way we can learn how these prophetic visions work. Safety is important. I agree. Um, Is there any other information you wish to know or I can help you with? What was the uh, purpose of your brother's visit to the Undermountain? Did he have anything other than adventuring in mind? No, he always fancied himself a bit of an explorer, and adventurer, and he had done some minor explorations of not Undermountain, but other other dungeons and similar areas. But Undermountain was, was the most ambitious one he had ever attempted, and I, I think he felt that it was a matter of personal pride to explore it, especially as such a notable figure in Waterdeep. Okay. So could you tell us a little bit more about Rutherford himself? Is he sort sure. of a foolhardy type, or is he very uh, well, like, careful? I think he's very young and impetuous, and he means well trying to find his father, but I worry that he is not very experienced in this sort of thing. He has led a fairly sheltered life. Um, can, and you give us, please. can you give us a physical description as well as a description of anything he might have on him so we know where we found him? Absolutely. Uh, he's, he's about 17. Um, I would say he's fairly tall for a human. He's got pretty pale skin, green eyes, and a very long, dark, curly hair. 
probably the most notable thing that he carries is a shield, which has the Rutherford family crest on it, which you've seen on that uh, wax seal on that scroll in front of you. So that might be the easiest way to identify him. And as I said, I would appreciate it very much if we could keep this strictly between us. There is no need for anyone else to know that I have employed you in this matter. But of course. Certainly. So everybody else is just going to think we're really brave. That's right. Or really stupid. But yeah, or that. Let's go with brave. Let's go with brave. Brave and stupid are not mutually exclusive. This is true. I don't know what that means. That's okay. (laughs) You don't have to worry about it, dear. Okay. Well, if if there's nothing else, perhaps I will leave you to uh, rest up before your venture into Undermountain. That servant that you saw uh, ushers her out and she wears a hooded cloak overhead. She clearly does not wish to be seen in the yawning portal and she sort of disappears out into the street and you are left alone in the yawning portal. Um, which is still pretty full, um, by all regards, even if there, there don't seem to be any adventurers hastening to descend into Undermountain just yet. (laughs) Uh, I'd like to ask the innkeeper a question. Absolutely. He is behind the bar. He is in typical innkeeper fashion, drying like a cup with a towel, you know, the use the towel looks filthy. (laughs) <laughs> he spits on it and then cleans out a little bit more. Mm. The spit looks filthy. <laughs> Do you know what's at the exact bottom of this hole? Ah, uh, exact bottom. Well, as I've said, I've never gone down myself, but everybody who has come back, and by everybody I mean like these five people I've talked to at various points, says there's some sort of, uh, it's like the bottom of a well almost. I, I didn't think there was anything too terrifying down there, but obviously Undermountain itself is home to any number of nefarious and feral hmm. creatures. So do you have any advice that you've heard from these five who came back about maybe things we might encounter? Uh, well, let's see. There's old One-Arm. He, uh, <laughs> I, he would probably advise not putting your hand into any sort of uh, crevice or crack if you can avoid it. Noted. Um, Check. Yeah, there's, um, there's, uh, oh, No Legs Varus. Yeah, yeah. He would say that you should probably uh, try to avoid walking on, you know, suspicious mosses or stones that look loose. Um, that other guy didn't talk so much after he came back. I think there was an issue with a tongue. Um, so I don't know what he would say, like not having one. So, has oh. anybody come back from this giant hole in the ground healthy and laden with treasure? Um, yeah, there's there's been a few. It was probably a while ago. I don't remember the last time I saw someone. But you could talk to, um, uh, your best bet might be old Stanek. He's the, uh... That halfling over there, he sort of points to a, a corner booth where there's a halfling. And the halfling seems to be doing a, uh, a pretty good business exchanging coins with a lot of people. And Does he have a drink in hand by any chance? You know, it looks like his mug has just been emptied. As you look over, he's like pouring the last of it out of the stein, the last of the ale. And he sort of wipes his hand on his beard and then goes back to talking to the crowd of people around him. Um, he seems to be doing payouts and something like that. Good innkeeper. Uh, could you tell me what uh, Old Stanek was drinking, and maybe uh, I could give you uh, maybe buy some from from you. Sir, I, I know that Old Stanek really loves his dwarven ale. He is a big fan. All In right. specific, I've got his favorite on tap right now. It's a seasonal. Oh, fantastic! How much is it? It is a meager few. He, he gives you a, it's a few silver pieces. Nothing too expensive. Right. It's pretty okay. standard stuff. Okay. Dwarven ale is where they came up with the word microbrew. Uh, I will. I will purchase a pint. All right. So he uh, he fills a tap. He taps a you know the keg, fills a mug for you, hands it over. You hand him some silver, and he sort of nods over to Stanek. Awesome. And I start walking over to Stanek, and I, you know, uh, wait for him to be finished talking to people, and hand him to some some ale, and uh, try to be as charming as possible, and say, "Well, hello." Lovely to see you. Hello. Do, heard... do you do you work here? I don't recognize you. 
I don't. I actually was hoping we could uh, sit down with you and get some tips because we heard you had some tips about Undermountain. Well, I I know a lot about Undermountain. Yeah. Could you could you tell us things that have you been to Undermountain? I I'm more of an observer of Undermountain. I wouldn't. I, I I prefer to do my business above ground. Oh, okay. Welcome so, to my office. He gestures to the the, the chair at the little table he's sitting at. It's a great office. So what can I tell you? Well, I was wondering, uh, can you tell us anything about um, people who've gone down recently? Like, have there been any adventurers going down who are, uh, you know, particularly noteworthy? Uh, no one's come back recently. That's noteworthy. Okay. People keep betting on people to come back. That's good for me. <laughs> I see. Um, and And... Maybe like a couple months ago, there wasn't anybody who went down. I, I'm sure there was. People go down, you know, every couple days or so. Okay. Do you always know the people who are going down? I I, I keep track of them. As, you know, I I kind of I handle the bookkeeping here. Um, I make book on on whether people will return or not. And usually, you know, the the people are betting that they will return. I'm betting that they won't. We mm-hmm. we figure out the odds based on who's going down, uh, but mm. no one's come back in, in in several weeks. Makes people all the more exciting, you know. The next group, they're going to be the ones that come back. That's true. Well, maybe you'll good for uh, business. I I can understand that. Uh, what uh, can I roll for understanding? Like what I should be asking him. <laughs> yeah, uh, for advice. I would suggest rolling um, either insight or dungeoneering. I think those would be two things that would give you some inkling dungeoneering. of. Well, uh, I think dungeoneering I have a better bonus too, so I just rolled a lot. 25 is a pretty great. So you think okay. some good things to ask him might involve uh, equipment you should bring, um, precautions that you might want to take. If there's anything in common about the folks who have come back and what they've succeeded at, and and just sort of whether he has any specific intelligence about maybe routes through Undermountain or specific places to go or to avoid, something in those general lines. Oh, that sounds great. Um, can I assume I've just asked all that? <laughs> Why don't you pick one of those and start with that? Okay, sounds good. Do you know if there's any maps of Undermountain? Uh, I don't have one myself. Uh, every now and then, people purport to have one. Not sure if anyone with a map has ever come back, though. Hmm. <laughs> so, of the the people who came back, did they, you know, prepare in any particular way? Or well, it's it's always good to be tough and strong and smart Got and that. clever and fast. And don't trust the people you go down with. Sometimes they're the most dangerous part of Undermountain, except for. All of the traps. Those are the most dangerous part. The traps? Oh, okay. Oh, yes, what? there are many traps. Monsters, traps. The, the the dungeon is quite deadly. Okay. Is there anything in particular we should watch out for, or just beware of everything? And maybe I would know... beware of everything. Okay. <laughs> Make there... sure you bring plenty of sacks to carry back your gold, but beware of everything. Okay. Do you, do you happen to have any equipment that might be useful or know of anybody who we should I'm not really to? in that business, but I'm sure you can find somebody in the in the neighborhood um, okay. if you're lacking insufficient uh, equipment. I'd be happy if, you know, if you are going to be descending into Undermountain yourself to work out some uh, some odds on your uh, your chances. Yeah, we were we were Or actually... if you're interested in uh, placing a bet on other adventurers who might be about to to descend. Hmm, I see. We seem to be a little bit of a lull right now. Again, you know, I, I'm sure someone will go down soon, but there was, you know, one one round of business already today. Uh, Old Sanic is happy to uh, work out odds for you if you want to bet on yourself uh, descending into the yawning portal, um, or you know, if if someone else is going to be going down, he's he's eager to make bets on the next next group to go down uh, with anyone around. Though it doesn't look like at this moment there's any adventurers eager to follow uh, the group that went down into the portal just as you were arriving at the tavern. Okay. Well, it was lovely to meet you. I'm going to go talk to my friends and maybe we'll be able to uh, bring in some cash for you. Are you are you planning to go down? We were. So <laughs> he, he kind of leans in a little bit. Um, could you keep your eyes out for this guy named Czar? Czar. Yeah. How do you spell that? 
Z-A-R-R. Czar. Uh, like it sounds. Who's, who's Czar? So, Czar went down about a month ago. And he's probably dead. But there's this rumor that he's not dead. And like I bet that... He, no, just, you know, not dead. Like, <laughs> alive. Yeah. And, you know, I bet that he would die... But there's this rumor, and people aren't willing to pay out because he might not be dead. So, like, if you were happen to, you know, find out that he's dead, or, like, make sure that he's dead, I can make it worth your while. Are any of my group mates around me? I don't know. Are they? I am. I follow you wherever you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm um, any help. I'm, I'm, I think that's a... Uh, uh, a little despicable, actually. I I don't think I could take that offer, but thank it's you. It's just it's it's just business, just business. That's how we do things here. Yeah. Do, it's no, just no offense. Weird. You know, forget I'd ever mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Thanks. I'll uh, see you later. Keep that in mind, though. But forget I mentioned it. Forget uh-huh. I mentioned it. Okay. Forgot what. Yeah, Hi. exactly. Zar, Z-A-R-R. <laughs> Later. God. I, I go back to uh, my group mates. Guys, that guy over there is really creepy. Does he know anything good? Anything worth knowing? Not really. He kind of just said, uh, beware of everything and be on the lookout for somebody named Zar. He apparently, uh? yeah, he apparently went down like a month ago and some people think he's still alive. So maybe we should save him. So saving seems like a good idea uh, if it does not, you know, divulge, diverge from our original mission. It's true. Yes. So, I mean, I have my own personal reasons for wanting to go down to Undermountain, but uh, aside from our our quest to re- rescue Rutherford. Um, but I, yeah, I think it should be should be fun and we should make sure we don't die. Good plan. As you are standing around talking, a sort of tall, plainly dressed man sweeps up to you. He looks you over and says, I hear you are considering going down into Undermountain. The man produces from his robes a tape measure, which he then uses to start. He measures Pieter in height and width. Pieter, this seems unusual to you. You've I, never been me- you've never been measured in a tavern before. <laughs> Are you measuring me for a, a a new cloak or suit of armor? I I have <laughs> all I need right now. You might say that. Well, let's just say it's the last bit of attire you'll ever need. Okay, I'm um, rolling d20 to see if I I know he's talking about a coffin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Peter, I've he's not talking movie. about clothes. He produces a small notepad and begins scribbling on it yeah um you are about what six foot two you are you are very tall i'm afraid six feet tall but but i I, i'm encouraged in a way by what you're doing because it suggests our bodies might return up the pit oh yeah Mm -hmm. unless you're finding and coming down and getting them Uh, the rest of you i might recommend to you that uh he might be a little bit tall for our average snitch or sarcophagus uh if he does die, you'll have to break his legs first before he fits in. It depends how he dies. He might get mangled. Sure thing, sure thing. Can you can you go away for a second? We're, we're a little busy here discussing. Well, certainly, certainly. Just let me finish uh, measuring. I, that's really not you. necessary, but thank you. Well, I'm just saying, away, I, I measure everybody well, who goes down into Undermountain. I have that's, precise that's measurements okay. here of hey, each man. and every person who has oh, ever yeah, every gone person? in. Hang on, this could oh, yes. be useful information. Oh yes, every person, of course. I wouldn't do my job. I'm a priest, you understand. My name is Brother oh. Sepulchre. Okay, see, I was confused. I thought you were an undertaker. No, no, I am a priest uh, of Jurgel, and I just want to make oh. sure that all the adventurers who go down receive proper burial when they come back. I do see. they come back? Well, some of them come back, uh, and some of them come back in boxes, and we want to make sure that those boxes are appropriately sized, of course. Do you ever go down the Undermountain to retrieve remains? No, I personally do not, but some people bring them back up. Uh, They want to see their companions laid to rest, or they find someone along the way. 
How long have you been keeping track of everybody's height and width as they go down? Oh, oh must be years now. Very long time. And do you also keep track of which people don't return and which people return dead and which people return alive? Oh, absolutely. How else will I know how many coffins to get? Um, this is just a shot in the dark, you understand, but would you mind if I looked at your data? I, well, my data is a little bit private, but if you have some particular question, perhaps I can answer it. Well, I'm just curious about whether there's anything particular about the people that survive or the people that die that your numbers might reveal, like maybe... Skinny people are more likely to survive the adventure. I it also might not be a bad idea to know approximately how tall and wide this czar fellow was. Yeah, also at Rutherford. Yeah, we've heard about some people who went down, so we're we're just curious to know, you know, if we spot them, maybe we can bring them up back up to you so that you can bury them properly. Certainly, certainly, that is of course my function. Uh, is there anybody in particular you're looking for? Well, we were um, looking for this. Rutherford Armbrusk? Ah, yes, hold on. He looks a thing or so flips back <laughs> and, about and his dad. seven pages. <laughs> and his uh, father, too. That was a couple years ago. Oh, that was many years ago. Well, we first I see... This, guys. <laughs> there is a Rutherford Armbrusk in here. He was about 5'11", a human. Uh, and I think he went down with several other people in a, in a sort of party. Oh, could hmm. we have uh, some information on them? Oh, certainly. Let's see. There was a... Uh, a halfling named Enda. Uh, she was very short, four foot nine. Uh, hey, short, that's dyed not red short. hair. I was short by my standards. You, of course, are, are very respectable height. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> there was there was an elf, uh, Azel. Um, she was five foot seven. She had a very raspy voice. I recall. I recall. Um, a pair of brothers, half orcs. They were both six foot two, very big fellows. Uh, one was named Squam. He had a very scarred face. And the other was named Rottweil, and he had a patch over his right eye and a long braided beard. Uh, was there another? Oh, yes, and of course there was Zar. Zar went down with them, too. Oh, okay. Really? Yes. Zar was par- part That's of convenient. the One stop shopping. He was a half elf, uh, five foot ten, uh, many tattoos, lots of tattoos all over his face. None of them have come back, by the way. I have not seen any of them or heard anything about them since they went down a month ago. So, hold on a sec. So, Rutherford went down a couple months ago, the letter said? Uh, I believe he went down about uh, four weeks ago, according to my, according okay. To my notebook. Okay. Um, sounds good. Well, thank you very much for that information. Can you tell us anything about uh, his father? Uh, he pages back through his books. Uh, I have a note in here from many years ago that he went down. Uh, it was about three years ago. Um, he himself was about uh, five foot eleven. Um, <laughs> he never came back, and that's that was all. Unfortunately, uh, all I know. Okay. Well, thank you very much for that information. Um, certainly. Certainly. I, I hope, of course, that you come back and do not need a coffin, but I'm not optimistic about your chances. Well, thanks. We'll surprise you. Neither am I. <laughs> Peter, come on. Be more optimistic. Buck up, little trooper. This guy says he's well. a priest, but I think he's just some kind of weird height fetishist. <laughs> <laughs> he nods a few times, writes down a few things in his notebook, and sweeps off again. So are we going to go Never down to this trust a guy pit? who sweeps. <laughs> or what? Okay, I guess we're going to go in this pit. What do you guys think? Oh, why not? Well, it's the longer we spend. Do you say this halfling takes bets on whether people are coming back? Indeed. He said we can mm-hmm. bet on ourselves. Hmm. Well, you, you can't take to. it with you. <laughs> I would like to go over to the halfling, please. Hello there. I'm following uh, you again. What odds are you giving on us? On uh, you? Yeah. Uh, uh, you're with those guys? I am. Seriously? We are the associates. We travel <laughs> ah, together. I'm sure I've heard of you. Um, uh, We're very inept. How much you got? Just in case. What's that? We were wondering. How much you got? Well, what are the odds? I'm not well, just going to give you all of my money. <laughs> I mean, that's a good place to start. Let me, trust me. Um, let's say uh, 10 to 1. 10 to 1? 10 to 1. So if I give you... Five gold, and I come back, you give me 50 gold? Yeah, yeah, you could do this. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Here's five gold. He pockets it gleefully. <laughs> uh, what, what was your name? 
Melech. Good luck. Keep... When we see when you see me again, be sure you have my money. I it won't be a problem. Good luck, seriously. Any any anybody else? Melech I, I just assume Melech is holding my money because I would lose it if I had it, so <laughs> <laughs> it's possible he just bet Fless's money on himself oh, coming back. My money. <laughs> I don't believe in wagering. It is sinful. But it just happened right there. <laughs> How sinful do you think it is? Should I be worried? That is between you and your god. Is your god Bahamut, by the way? No. <laughs> well, then it doesn't matter. I don't like the idea of me just going around being sinful. You may not know this, but tieflings have something of a history with demonic forces. I'm aware of that. We were once like you. Mm. You were? Me personally? <laughs> well, yeah. There were certainly let's say we go. Let's say we go down in the pit. Let's go in the pit. Yeah. What the sure heck, right? Can we bundle? Not spending any money up here. Dernan the innkeeper notices that you guys seem to be wandering towards the portal, and he uh, <laughs> he heads over to the winch, which he has wound up, and there is a little basket there for you guys to Wait, jump the into. Wench? The winch? You didn't tell me there was a winch. It's, it's a, a bar, tavern. isn't it? Duh. I'd like a to winch? note, for the record, it took an hour and 12 minutes before Steve Lutz made a winch joke. <laughs> I was having technical difficulties. That... It would have been a lot quicker. Um, How did he get her wound up? I'm just curious. <laughs> so, And does that cost extra? So uh, he says, well, uh, under ordinary circumstances, I'd charge you 10 gold pieces apiece. But uh, if you keep an eye out for that party that went down earlier, I'll waive the fee this one time. Sure thing. We can do that. Got Mm -hmm. it. All right. So he he loads you guys into the basket and starts lowering you into all of us. (laughs) Yeah, it's a pretty big basket. It's um, it's kind of like you know, it's like it's the closest they've got to an elevator. Uh, don't put all your adventures in one basket. <laughs> uh. The uh, the 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 tavern gets a little rowdy as people start you know clinking glasses and exchanging coin based on your. Odds. I wave up at people. Bye. <laughs> Can I get a last beer? <laughs> Me too. They will pour oh, beer yeah. on you. Brother Sepulcher uh, seems to be moving through the crowd trying to make double check that he got your names correct. Um. There's lots of coins going back and forth. Mm-hmm. You see, in particular, uh, Stanek is sort of standing there yelling uh, down to people, and and he seems to be collecting a fair amount of money from people who are putting odds to you. I shout, it's spelled P-I-E-T-E-R. Don't misspell it. See you soon. <laughs> Everyone in the tavern laughs at that, <laughs> merrily. I get that a lot. As you descend... Uh, the brightness from the tavern in the in that opening above gets dimmer and dimmer until by the time you reach the bottom, it's just a distant glow. The whole the hubbub of the bar has faded behind you. It has grown increasingly quiet. There is some echoing from above, but not much. Um, at long last, after the 140-foot descent, you reach a bottom that seems to be composed of sort of a sandy stone floor. What will our adventurers find at the bottom of that pit? Find out on the next edition of Total Party Kill. Mm